Cereal or coincidence? It was a warm and vibrant Sunday evening. Pastor Menor was relaxing with his children, Emmy, Theodore, and Henley. The family was watching TV in the living room just after eating dinner. Little did his kids know that in a few hours, her father would be hunting for his first victim. The following day at exactly 1 a.m., Mr. Menor left his home in Santa Fe, New Mexico, to drive to his destination of Albuquerque, New Mexico, searching for someone to quench his thirst for blood. Once he arrived, he parked in an empty parking lot outside of Roman Streets. He was looking for a young woman, short in stature, but also very well-mannered and pleasing to the eye. After spending 30 minutes going in and out of bars, he laid eyes on his beautiful brown-skinned girl. Once he could get her attention, the plan began unraveling in his mind. Once he approached her, they started conversing. You look wonderful this evening. Where might you be going? Mr. Minner said. I'm just on my way home, Serena replied. Quickly after Serena uttered that sentence, Mr. Minner grabbed her and dragged her towards his car. Serena began kicking and pleading for help, but Minner tightened his grasp. He is strapping her in the car, but as he was about to drive off, he decides to finish the job in the parking lot. In the blink of an eye, he goes around to the trunk and pulls out a 9mm caliber pistol and aims straight at Serena's head. Bang! Blood quickly runs out of her mouth and ears. I saw a slight groaning escaping Serena's mouth. Almost as soon as he hears that, a second shot rings out. This time it was completely silent and a metallic aroma filled the air. Minner suddenly had a rush of worry through his head. I need to hide her now. Heading to a secret location in the woods, which was about 20 miles away from his current position, to dispose of the bullet-ridden body of Serena Prescott. Next morning, Minner decides to go home for the day to check up on his kids. After all, he was tired all night handling some business. Nevertheless, he runs home and is greeted by his children, all of them wondering where their loving father had gone last night. Dad, I miss you so much, Amy said. I know, sweetie. I miss y'all too, Mr. Minner replied. A few hours passed and Minner realized he utilized his time to bond with his kids. It was now 10 p.m. and it was time to tuck the kids into bed. One by one, Minner said, good night, love you, each kid replying with, I love you too, dad. Once they were asleep, Minner decided to take a nap to replenish the energy he lost from the night before. He ended up sleeping until 12 a.m., waking up feeling somewhat aroused and desired to fulfill his lustful needs. With these erotic thoughts, he decided to go on another drive, hoping someone would be willing to help him. Now on the road, Minner heads to FX nightclub in a city of Santa Fe, to find his next victim. After arriving at the club and consuming many drinks, one of the dancers caught his eyes. She was wearing a sparkling black dress and her tall stilettos, brown skin and shining like a star in the middle of the night. From that moment on, he was only looking at her even in between the girl's conversations offering to buy her food and drinks, which she nicely refused, but he was so insistent on the gestures throughout the whole night. He even stayed until the closing of the club waiting for the perfect opportunity to speak with this beautiful young lady. Luckily, as the lady was getting ready to leave, they crossed paths. Once they both made eye contact, Minner felt a special surge of energy, both consisting of loving kindness, but also the erotic feeling from earlier in the day. Hi, I just wanted to say thanks for you offering to buy me drinks earlier, said the woman. Don't mention it. A beautiful young lady like yourself deserves to be spoiled. By the way, what is your name, Minner said. April, and yours? Thyron, and it was a pleasure to meet you, April. At this moment, Thyron knew that he couldn't let April get far, 
especially because of the fact his lustful needs haven't been met yet. So now, for the second day in a row, he had a plan. Get a hold of the victim and fulfill myself's needs. With that in mind, Minner let the plan unfold. Shortly after the conversation with April, he offered to walk her into the nearest bus stop, knowing damn well it wasn't going to end that way. Moreover, the pair started walking down this dark street for about five minutes, until suddenly a switch was flipped, and Minner, in outrage, started to turn towards April, and her response only to glance back to him and find herself on the ground struggling. Get the fuck off of me, she screamed, only to find herself in a deeper trouble as Minner viciously ripped off her clothes and started his act of trying to fulfill his lustful desires. April started yelling about how distasteful this whole scenario is. But when trying to utter another word, she is met by a large amount of pressure to her head. A five-pound rock nearby lands itself now on April Jones' bloody head. Why? The critically injured girl whimpers. Finally snapping out of his crazed episode, Minner hops up, dresses himself again, and sprints to his car. Not even thinking about the poor innocent girl, he left on the street to die. Sadly enough for Minner, not much will change. While going back to his home to be greeted by his children once again, he will find himself struggling to not pursue his intrusive natures. Time and time again, going out and finding women, then killing them. This is definitely a never-ending cycle for this young man, until one day. It has now been two years since the first two incidents, but Mr. Minner, living as all if going, is going well. With that, it's going to change. On September 5th, 2025, Many cops swarmed Minner's house an hour and definitely swarmed with rifles and also backup squads as well. Immediately, the door to Mr. Minner's home is busted through, and then in front of him stand five guards all shouting, Get on the ground now! Consequently, dropping to the floor in terror, You are under arrest for three counts of murder and one count of sexual assault, said the officer. What the hell? Minner tried to speak, but was instantly hit on his temple. We don't need to have a conversation with you right now, sir. So either speak now or get killed. The officer on the opposite side of the room said, From that moment on, Minner was escorted out of his home and taken down to the county police station for booking. Henceforth, over the next couple of weeks, he went through the many stages of having to adapt to life in prison, especially knowing that he would be transitioning to start life on death row for the many crimes he committed. So that such as one incident involving April Jones, but also he has learned that his kids have been living with his parents in the state of Texas only being able to write to his children and seeing them only one time since he was arrested. Importantly, this is raising the ultimate question of, is Thyroid Minner really a saint that just happens to have many mental disorders? Or is just a man totally led by his devilish tendencies? This is Madison Morning on Serial or a Coincidence. A true story of Thyroid Minner.